All right, and welcome back, beloved. Uh, today's video is titled, The Chosen is Leading You Towards Catholicism. And this is the second video I've made on The Chosen. I would highly recommend you watch uh, this one first. I made this a few weeks ago. Um, Jonathan Rumi had come out uh, selling basically $352 to $1,000 luxury rosary beads. Um, and so I broke down the heresy of the Catholic Rosary, just explaining how there's a false gospel within the Rosary, um, and how there were several things, you know, regarding Jonathan Rumi and the Chosen, uh, specifically, you know, uh, the the director Dallas Jenkins claiming that Mormons believe in the same Jesus, whereas the truth is Mormons believe Jesus is the spirit brother of Lucifer, um, and so just a, a couple different things I broke down in that video. I really tried to stay out of this chosen controversy. There was some controversy going on for like a year. I tried to stay out of it, but it's really been impressed on my heart lately that I am I am very worried that this is starting a movement that's sweeping up a lot of people uh, in the Christian community towards the Catholic community. And I think that's really dangerous. And so I want to start by explaining the difference between Catholicism and Christianity. And then I want to explain something I found out this week is that not only Jonathan Rumi, but the director, Dallas Jenkins, is now behind a Catholic prayer app called Hollow. So I want to expose that. And I want you guys to... Um, I know a lot of people emotionally love this show. I've gotten a lot of negative feedback. It breaks my heart. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, but I'm begging you not to have an emotional response, but to go to Scripture, search the Scriptures, and whatever your heart settles on through Scripture, uh, that's totally fine, even if you don't agree with me. But I want to start with a quick video, um, and then from there I want to get into explaining the difference between Catholic, the, the Catholic gospel, which is a false gospel, and the Christian gospel, the true gospel, and why it's so important. We're not talking about secondary or tertiary issues here. Like These differences are the differences between, you know, salvation and not being saved, like not being Christ. We're talking about a, a major flaw here uh, in their in their theology around their thinking of what the gospel is. And so let me just play a quick video and then I'll break this down. Five years ago, I was uh, knighted by the order, the uh, solemn uh, sovereign military order of the Temple of Jerusalem. I lost my mind there for a second. Um, essentially, the Knights Templar. Which yeah, absolutely. Pope Francis is uh, is a, a beacon of, of, of hope and, and, and mercy uh, for humanity. Uh, and, uh, you know, I feel like a true um, leader of the church in, in our times, in our desperate times. And, and so I just wanted you guys to see, not only is Jonathan Rumi clearly Catholic, but he's also potentially a free a Freemason, which has, you know, ties to all manner of dark cult-like things, but he was not, you know, he's certainly in the Knights Templar, he was knighted, and if you really dig into that, this video is not about that, but if you dig into that, it's extremely cultish, it is a cult, and so um, I wanted to bring you to the Council of Trent, not the, not the councils that most people bring you to, to just explain what the Catholic Church claims to believe. Like, this is in their catechism. This is the Council of Trent. This is, like, what they clearly believe, and it's what they teach in practice. Canon 24 says, If anyone saith, says, that the justice received, our justice before God, our salvation, that we're, we're forgiven of our sins and just, 
is not preserved and also increased before God through good works. Do you understand this? Catholics believe that your salvation, you literally preserve it. You have to hold on to it. That's a work. And you increase it. You somehow get more saved through good works. They say if you say that works are merely the fruits and signs of justification obtained, that is exactly what true Christianity says. That is exactly what the Bible says, that your good works, which are filthy rags for salvation, however, are also the fruits. If you have genuine good works, those are the fruits and the signs that you've really been saved by God. Those fruits have nothing to do with your salvation. They did not save you. Uh, the only connection they have is that because you were saved, you now produce good fruit. Like Jesus said, make the tree good or make the tree bad. That's what he said. But then they write, and I highlighted this, not a cause of increase thereof. So what they believe is that their good works are a cause of their salvation. And if you don't believe that, let you be anathema. Okay, I mean, just devoted to destruction, cursed, you know, damned, essentially, right? Canon 30 says, if anyone says that after the grace of justification has been received, so you've been saved, to every penitent sinner, the guilt is remitted and the debt of eternal punishment is blotted out in such a way that there remains not any debt of temporal punishment to be discharged either in this world or in the next in purgatory. Purgatory is a completely false doctrine and tradition. It's found nowhere in the Bible, and it essentially says that after death, uh, you go to a place where you're purified more. You're punished for your sins a little more to get you ready for the presence of God. It completely denies the true gospel. On the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. He didn't say the way has been opened or it's been started or we've now begun. No, it's finished. For his bride, for his redeemed, the few on the narrow road, he completely secured their salvation when he died for their sins. And so what they say is if you say that you, you don't have any of that punishment left over before the entrance to the kingdom of heaven can be opened to him, let him be anathema. Therefore, the Catholic Church is basically saying if you say Jesus completely remits all your sins and there's no purgatory, there's no worry about the wrath of God in the next life, you're to be damned. And that's because they were selling false indulgences, false forgiveness of sin. They would sell that. They would bind people's consciences to that because they were worried. Like in the afterlife, I don't want to have to burn that much in purgatory. Let me buy my way to an easier purgatory. It's a vicious, false doctrine. And this Catholic prayer app, Hollow, we're going to be talking about uh, the first or second or third video on their YouTube channel is preaching about purgatory. And so we, we can't let these doctrines slip into the church. Hebrews chapter 7 is talking about Jesus, our great high priest. And he's saying Jesus isn't like those other high priests in, in Judaism, in the Jewish system. That, they, that, that, they, that he would have to offer up sacrifices for his own sin and then for the people's. No, no, no. He was holy, harmless, uh, you know, sinless, undefiled. But it says specifically, Jesus did this once for all when he offered up himself. That's it. The devil absolutely hates the true gospel. And that is that the blood of Jesus fully pays 
our debts. If you repent, if you believe in Jesus, if you're a true follower of Christ, you are totally forgiven. You will never fall under the wrath of God. It doesn't mean if you don't sin, you can't be punished in this life for it. But in the next life, you're totally and freely forgiven. And if you watch my channel, you know, I'm not saying that means you can go and sin as much as you want. Go enjoy yourself. If you're forgiven by God and brought into salvation with Christ, you have a new heart and a new spirit. For the first time in your life, you don't want to sin. You don't desire it anymore. You still do it, but, but it's not the same. And so Revelation 5 makes it so clear. All of heaven is praising the Lamb, and it says, You were slain, and you've redeemed us to God. How? By your blood. It doesn't say by your blood and purgatory and our good works. No, by your blood. The Lamb redeems his own wife, his own bride, by his blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Romans chapter 5 makes this extremely clear. As through one man's offense, Adam's sin, judgment came to all men. In Adam, all men die, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteousness, through one man's righteous act, one righteous act, the free gift came to all men. Don't you understand that? Salvation is a gift that is the very heart of the gospel. You cannot earn it. You did nothing to deserve it. There's no difference between me and the worst you know, sinner on planet Earth uh, when it comes to personal merit. We both merit the same thing, hell. There is a difference in behavior. The Holy Spirit's changed me. I've been born again. I'm thankful for that. Good works flow from that. Uh, but that all came as an act of grace and mercy, okay? And it says, this man's righteous act, Jesus's righteousness, not ours, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. I am justified before God. If you're in Christ, you are justified before God based on the one man's righteous act, not me and him working together, not a little bit of my righteousness or a little bit of burning in purgatory. No, one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men. Not just a gift, the Bible reiterates it. It's a free gift. It is incredible. And, and I want to explain this. Even if the Catholic Church got the gospel completely right, Christians would have absolutely no liberty to join themselves with them. Because listen, even if you get the gospel right, there are many churches with correct doctrinal statements. Even if they did that, which they do not, they're walking in sin. The Bible says you can't do that. I'm going to bring up a scripture later. First John clearly says if you're walking in sin, if you're walking in darkness and claim the light, profess, speak about it, say you're saved, say you're walking with Jesus, it doesn't matter. Brothers, sisters, we can't pay attention to just what people say. We have to pay attention to what they do. The Catholic Church has a completely false priesthood, completely false priesthood. It's essentially like New Testament Judaism, just like the Jewish people assaulted the church in Acts and said, no, no, you can't just repent and believe. You've got to also be circumcised. Well, uh, baptism is a, a New Testament you know, sign that we've been saved and washed from our sins, just like circumcision was an Old Testament sign. Circumcision didn't save you by itself, and baptism doesn't save you by itself or you know, play a role in it. Um, it's just a sign that you've been saved. But this false priesthood, this Catholic church says you must be baptized, that you actually physically getting in the water, that's where your salvation starts, 
Uh, and then you've got to hold on to it forever, which is another work, and you can't commit any mortal sins. Uh, they also have a false papacy. The, the Pope says, you know, and he's, I've shown many videos, he's trying to gather all world religions. He's trying to get Islam and Christianity to join together, whereas Islam specifically says it's blasphemy to call Jesus God. Um, they have a false magisterium. That is, they say they're the only ones that can interpret scripture correctly. We don't have the right to interpret it. Only they can, and they have false tradition. Just like Jesus chastised the Pharisees, they elevate their tradition above Scripture. And then they claim, well, we're the only one who can read Scripture, and therefore they reject the authority of Scripture. Their tradition tells them to pray to the dead, pray to dead saints. On this hollow app we're going to see, uh, they pray to the, you know, uh, Michael the archangel. There is one God and one mediator between God and man. That is the man, Christ Jesus, the Messiah. So they reject the authority of Scripture. Uh, they force their priests into celibacy, which is unbiblical. That leads them, mostly unregenerate men, to burn in their lust more because they're not given a wife, which is a gift of God for believers and unbelievers alike. And because of that burning, they're, they're, you know, uh, there's a massive pedoph pedophilia scandal amongst the priesthood of the Catholic Church because you've got a bunch of, of smart, young, you know, successful men who are, are you know, probably energetic and they're just forced to be alone their whole life. It's horrible. Gross idolatry. They pray to Mary. They pray to Michael the Archangel. This building here is the Vatican. They have literally, uh, you know, a, a, a an Egyptian obelisk in the in in the, the midst of the Vatican. They're, they are spreading idolatry all throughout the world. It is so clear. I mean, you they literally changed the Ten Commandments. The Catholic Tenth Commandment is, you know, the second commandment is not don't have idols. They completely get rid of it and they sort of fudge the words on other ones to, to make it look like they still have 10. It's very silly. Uh, they have a false sacrifice of the mass. Each time they take communion, they claim they're either re-sacrificing Christ if they're really, uh, you know, far right, or they're appropriating what Christ did on the cross again and again and again and again. Just like Hebrew says, like those old priests in Judaism, they had to sacrifice lambs again and again and again and again. That's done away with now. And when we take communion, that's a beautiful thing. We're coming into union with God and reminding ourselves of what Christ did on the cross. That's it. It's an amazing sacrament. It's great to do. It's very important to do. It, they once again claim it's absolutely necessary for salvation. They don't, And then they, they actually claim that Jesus's body is in the bread, which is an insane way of thinking because the book of Psalms says that Jesus's body would never see corruption. And if you leave their bread out for a few months, it will breed worms. So just all manner of false things, even if they got the gospel correct, they're walking in such darkness and sin. You, you, you can't yoke yourself with darkness. What fellowship does light have with darkness? Finally, they have a false gospel, grace and works. This is the biggest affront. They recognize that Jesus is God. They affirm, uh, you know, many things that Christians affirm, and this is why it's so dangerous. But they, they, they combine the gospel of grace and works. It's so deadly. Galatians chapter 5 says, You've become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified, saved by law. You've fallen from grace. Romans chapter 9 says, it's not of him who wills. It's doesn't it, you getting saved. It wasn't just that you even made a good decision that Jesus was God. It's not of him who runs or shows effort. It's because of God who shows mercy. 
Romans chapter 4, these, this is the very verse I read that was the day I got saved. It was amazing. To him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. We cannot pay God back for all the sins we've done. We are fallen creatures. But good news, to him who does not work, but believes on him, Jesus, who justifies the ungodly. His faith is credited for righteousness. Don't you understand that? Jesus died to justify the ungodly. Once the ungodly are justified and born again, they're then sanctified and they begin to produce good works. But what the Catholic Church is saying is that Jesus died to justify the godly. Just like the Pharisee. Oh, thank God I'm not like these other men. These sinners were so better. Jesus died to justify the godly. Absolutely not. Christ died for the ungodly. That is the gospel of true grace. His blood alone saves. That is the gospel the devil hates. The devil loves a false gospel. He preaches it and his ministers preach it day and night. And so this is what I'm going to be talking about a lot uh, now that I got that introduction out of the way. Okay, the Hollow app. It is the number one Catholic prayer app and very unfortunate uh, the number two like Christian app in America. So it's, a, it's an extremely popular app among Catholics and Christians. The Chosen, not only the director, Dallas Jenkins, for the first time, but the entire cast. So everyone you're watching, you know, Matthew and Jesus and Mary and John, all these main actors have yoked themselves and done this prayer challenge with Hollow. Jonathan Rumi is doing multiple, multiple commercials with Hollow, I'm going to bring one up at the end here, um, and it's it's very sad. They fully join themselves. So if you're watching this and you're frustrated, I'm so sorry. I do not want to hurt your feelings. But as you're emotionally watching The Chosen next week, just understand all these people have taken a stand with Catholicism now. This is in direct violation of Scripture that we can have no part with darkness. And so this Catholic Hollow app, it does many, uh, you know false teachings. I mean, they're, they're all about meditation and peace and, you know, God's here to free you from all your worries. They really push this daily rosary. I've investigated the app. I tried to sign up. Of course, it's $60 for a year, which is just silly. Um, but they're big into the daily rosary. They do have some good stuff. We know the devil works through scripture. He used scripture against Jesus in the desert. They have the scriptures on there. They have some good preaching. They have mostly bishops and friars, rosaries, praying to the dead. Um, you know, this is a big part of their website. It's how to pray with the saints. And so I want to break this down really quick. This is how they teach you to pray with the saints. Speak and pray openly with them. Talk to the saints as you would a friend. Listen, brothers, since I got saved, it's just natural for me to talk to God. Why would I want to talk to some dead guy? I don't care how much I love him. That just doesn't make sense. I have access to the living God. They say, oh, they know what it's like to be human and to struggle. So does Jesus. Jesus was almighty God. He became a man. He understands me. He gets me. He died for me. Why would I talk to a saint? Do I look up to the saints? Yes. Do I want to be like the Apostle Paul or the prophet Jeremiah or Ezekiel? Absolutely. Heroes of the faith. I want to model their behavior, but I don't want to talk to them. I want to talk to almighty God. That's what matters. I have access to God. Now, if you don't have access to God, if you have not been born again, this is a great way to sell you something that makes you feel emotionally good. 
Then it says, let them lead you to holiness. Let them lead you to holiness. It's just, guys, you focus on Jesus. We behold the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, and we move from one level of glory to the next. Isaiah chapter 8 makes this so clear. They will say to you, the false teachers, false prophets, people not in the Lord, seek those who are mediums and wizards who whisper and mutter. The mediums are those who speak to the dead. And God says, should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? No, to the law and to the testimony. Speaking to the dead is against the law. If they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. We, there's no light. If anyone's recommending you pray to the dead, there's no light in them. Isaiah, First uh, John chapter 1 is talking about this light, this light of the Lord, his law, his gospel, his message. He says, this is the message that we've heard from him, Jesus. And we declare it to you, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, that's the key word. If we say we have fellowship with him, but we walk in darkness, we lie, and we do not practice the truth. And so Jonathan Rumi and the entire cast of Chosen and Dallas Jenkins have, have yoked themselves with this app, which if you do some research on your own, you can go to this YouTube, you can go to their website. Literally, this third video in right here, if you're watching, talks about purgatory. Um, literally, within just a few seconds of looking at these videos, she was talking about how Mary, Jesus's mother, was born sinless. Not just Jesus. He's not the only one that's separate from sinners. Mary is too. And it's just very blasphemous. It's slanderous against Jesus. And so I'm now going to play a quick audio clip, very quick. I just want you to see, I think this is very important, that not only Jonathan Rumi and the, the whole cast, but Dallas Jenkins is literally uh, leading a podcast. He's opening up this podcast of this prayer challenge that they've joined themselves to hollow with. And so I, I think that's very important because this is the leader of the whole movement and so or, or producer of the whole show. Hey there, and welcome to Pray 25 with Hollow. My name is Dallas Jenkins, and I am blessed to be the creator of the streaming series, The Chosen. And I'm thrilled to partner this year with Hollow, Jonathan, and several of our amazing actors from The Chosen for Hollow's Advent Pray 25 Challenge. Now, this is a perfect time of year to be focused on prayer for two reasons. Number one, season three of The Chosen is actually coming out this holiday. And so Romans chapter 16, Paul says, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine, the teaching which you learned. The teaching is so important. Avoid them. Note them, mark them, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. You guys, you have to understand, The Chosen was crowdfunded largely by Christians, and they were giving to this thinking it was serving the Lord, and now it appears that the whole cast is moving more and more and more Catholic. And so Jonathan Rumi is making millions off $500 prayer beads that are unbiblical. He's finally famous. He's doing tons of commercials, getting into acting, making other movies. And now the entire cast of Chosen, I want you to see this quick video in a second. Um, there is uh, two or three more videos I'm going to be showing you throughout this. But this entire cast 
as join themselves to this. And so I know we feel a certain way, we have a certain emotion, but we have to go to God and ask him what the truth is and, and go with that. sad it's the entire cast it's everyone you look at and i know it's frustrating but james warns us he says there's a wisdom that does not descend from above but it's earthly sensual demonic for where envy and self-seeking exist confusion and every evil thing are there many of these actors have been on camera now really just saying like how much faith they have now that they've made it as actors it's sad 1 Timothy chapter 4, the Spirit explicitly says in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits, seducing, they'll be seduced, and teachings from demons. And you have to understand, all this Catholic doctrines are, are teachings of demons. I mean, it goes to, on to talk about these people, uh, you know, commanding us to abstain from foods. That's what most Catholics do during Lent. Jonathan Rumi is going to talk about Lent at the end of a commercial coming up. Um, the Catholic Church bans eating meat on certain days. It talks about forbidding people to marry like they do uh, their Catholic priests. They force them into celibacy. I understand these people look beautiful and sweet and they seem so kind and they seem so gentle, but that's exactly what the Bible warned us about. You see, the Bible warned us people will be seduced and believe demonic doctrines. It, it literally warned us we're going to be seduced by our emotions, by our feelings. And, and so a true minister of God, a true evangelist, a true preacher, someone who sees themselves as a leader of the church, they should be very worried that simple-minded Christians will start to think, hey, maybe Mormons do believe in the same Jesus, like Dallas Jenkins says. You know, that, that, why not? But they don't understand. Mormons not only reject the gospel, they don't believe Jesus is God. Catholics, they understand that Jesus is God, but they reject the gospel of grace. These are dangerous, dangerous things, and we were warned about these types of doctrines. 2 Corinthians says, such are false apostles. Paul is saying there's false apostles out there, deceitful workers, and they transform themselves into the apostles of the Messiah, into apostles of Christ. Paul says, this is no wonder, don't be surprised, Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. And so you have to understand there's going to be beautiful people, sweet people, nice people, gentle people who seem so loving and so great. How could this not? And they're going to be deceitful workers. The devil is not in the business of just coming out here and having everyone behave like Jeffrey Dahmer or some other crazy person. And, and pushing his word. No, he does it through false religion. He does it through looking beautiful. Remember, the devil was an anointed cherub angel when he fell. He looked beautiful. He deceived people. Paul says it's no great thing if his ministers, the devil's ministers, also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. And so this is getting, in my opinion, and I know we have to be careful with opinions, 
This is growing very culty. More and more people are beginning to say, when I pray, I see Jonathan Rumi. I see Jesus from The Chosen. I spoke to a lady who was like, I love that Matthew in, in The Chosen is autistic. Why doesn't Matthew act like that in scripture? And it's like, why isn't the Jesus from scripture and, and the scripture stirring you? The chosen should not, or anything, shouldn't stir us, our emotions, more than the simple word of God. And so I'm going to play a quick clip to show, I believe this is getting kind of culty. People are claiming when, when Jonathan Rumi is around, they um, have this spiritual experience. People are claiming when they pray, they see him. And as I was doing the research for this, I, you know, it was kind of dark. I was getting, you know, a little frustrated about it. I was doing the research into the chosen, looking at all this stuff. When I prayed, I began to see Jonathan Rumi, not in like a, a blessed way, in like a way that I was like, oh, why? I was like begging God for forgiveness. Like, God, why am I seeing Jonathan Rumi when I pray? Like, we're not to have this image of Jesus. Remember, Isaiah 53 says in Jesus, there was no form, no beauty to be desired, that he was despised of men. He didn't have what Jonathan Rumi has. That's not why God sent him here. And so, you know, it's very important that we don't make an image in our minds, hearts, or eyes. So let me play this. I'm going to get some more scripture, and then I'm going to finish with the commercial for Hollow, which I think is important. My relationship with Jesus has mm. been so um, deepened um, by how you portray Jesus. When I'm having my quiet time, and this, maybe this is weird, but I sometimes I'm just picturing like having a conversation with him and and the guy who plays Jesus, which I don't remember his name, like it just come, it always comes to my mind. And so you've just given me personally, but I know countless people just that visual of Jesus's kind eyes. And so before I finish this clip, you know, I know that lady seems so sweet. I know nothing about her. I'm not here to judge her, but we can't go off our emotions. The Bible is so clear. You know, Jesus is the despised and rejected one. He's not beloved and accepted by the world. Jesus said, they hate me because I testify their deeds are evil. Like that's why people hate Jesus, John 7, 37. And so this next one's kind of concerning too. 10 times where a day player actor, for example, or one of our regulars um, has been in a scene with you and they weren't expecting to be emotional or they weren't expecting to have goosebumps or whatever, but they've, we, we've seen it happen a lot, especially when they're doing a scene where they're on camera and you're not and you'll just kind of stand near the camera and just look at them, where they're saying, I felt something. I felt the spirit, including people who aren't believers. And so even people who aren't believers, when Jonathan Rumi is around and looking, so now people are not only praying and seeing Jonathan Rumi, a lot of people are claiming this, but when Jonathan Rumi's around, they're feeling something. And you have to understand, he did say he's in the Knights Templar. That's like Freemasons. That's like occultic, really, when you get down into it. Who knows if there is some dark spiritual power there? Now, I'm not making that accusation. I don't know. But just because you feel something when a person's around, your feelings can deceive you. Jeremiah said the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so we can't just trust our feelings. I'm going to play this hollow commercial app in a minute, and then I'm going to finish up with some scriptures. But I want you to understand this commercial app that's coming up, it's about God a bit, but it's mostly about this hollow app and peace. It's just about peace and anxiety. It's, it's $60 a year, so it's really geared towards like your upper middle class community who really 
aren't under persecution, don't have anything going wrong, just have a really busy, stressful life. It's all about freeing yourself from anxiety, having peace, feeling comfortable. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. They are not the roots of the Spirit. And so Jeremiah 23, speaking about false prophets, I believe the Bible gives us clue after clue after clue. The Lord says, don't listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. They continually say, this is key to those who despise me, those who hate me. The Lord has said, you will have peace. You have to understand, we need to be preaching the true gospel, calling the world to repent and believe in Jesus. The truth is, right now the world is hostile, enemies, despisers of God. And if we just go out there and say, Jesus loves you, you're forgiven, don't worry about it. You'll have peace. It's all about freeing yourself from anxiety. It's not going to work, guys. It says, to everyone who walks according to the dictates of his own heart, does what is right in his own eyes, they say, no evil will come upon you. This is what false teachers do. They say, peace, peace, you're going to have peace, everything's going to be fine, no evil will come upon you. They do not recommend, you know, they never speak of true repentance. They, they're just all about feelings and emotions. Isaiah chapter 30 says the people will say to the seers, to the prophets, don't see. That's the true prophets. They're saying, don't tell me the truth. They'll say, do not prophesy to us the right things. Speak to us smooth things. Prophesy deceits. Like, like just deceive us. We don't care. We want to be deceived. We just want to hear that everything's going to be fine. We don't need to repent. Uh, we don't want any of these hard teachings. We don't want the real Jesus from Scripture, the one who warned about hell. We just want emotions. We just want a feel-good party. Jeremiah 8 says they've healed the herd of the daughter of my people. They've healed God's people slightly, meaning not well enough, saying, peace, peace, but there's no peace. This is a very common thread throughout all the prophets. Ezekiel 13 says they've seduced my people, these false teachers, false religious leaders, false leaders of the church. They've seduced my people, saying, peace, when there is no peace. One builds a wall and they plaster it with untempered mortar. Do you understand what that means? It's basically we build a wall, a stronghold of a lie against God, but it's like plastering it with untempered mortar. When the truth comes, when the day of judgment comes, it just gets destroyed. It's, it's not good mortar. You're building on a shaky foundation. The Bible is clear. People fortify themselves in their lies, and the mortar they use to hold up all those lies are their emotions and how they feel. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians, we know we don't wage war against these people. I'm not against Dallas Jenkins or Jonathan Rumi. I love them. I, I hope they are genuinely saved. I want them in Christ. I want them to repent of trying this you know, ecumenical, sinful relationships with Mormonism and Catholicism. Um, and believe the true gospel. I don't wrestle against them, but there's a spiritual stronghold behind them, a demonic realm. And 2 Corinthians says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty in God for pulling down these strongholds. That's prayer and the word of God. And the Bible says casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of God. Christ. Every thought, guys, we have to do that. We have divine uh, we have divine weapons. We don't have divine power, all the powers of God. We have divine weapons. We have prayer, intercessory prayer, begging God for mercy and the word of God. 
Jeremiah 23, God's speaking, he says, Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord? It's like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces. And then he says, I am against the prophets. God speaks against false teachers and against false prophets with true teachers and true prophets and the true word of God. I don't mean prophets that tell the future. I'm talking about preaching and teaching and being true leaders of the church. And so, uh, you know, men like John MacArthur and Stephen Lawson and all manner of great uh, preachers out there. And so I want to finish with one final commercial all about peace, peace. Um, and it's really sad. It just kind of makes this whole thing a joke. I think that's what breaks my heart more than anything in America. We just make everything a joke. You know, the chosen ran a campaign ad where they even made a joke out of hell. And, and that's like mocking God's wrath. You're not supposed to do that. They mock the devil in that, uh, you know, advertising, you know, thing they did. I'm not going to go into that too much on this video. Um, but then here they just kind of make this whole thing a joke. And it's, it's really sad. I don't think it's geared towards the afflicted of the earth, towards God's children who want to take this stuff seriously. I just think it's, it's, it's geared towards everyone else. And so I'm going to play it and then we'll go from there. What the? Who are you? Hi, I'm your guide on Hallow, a prayer and meditation app to help you find peace and grow closer to God. I don't remember downloading you. Actually, you downloaded me several months ago, right around the time you downloaded TikTok. We all know how that panned out. Why don't we start with an easy five-minute daily gospel? Take a deep breath and focus your attention on God. Hallow makes it easy to build a daily practice of prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, this is beautiful. Right? Hallow offers all kinds of calming spiritual music thousands of guided prayers, meditations, Bible stories, sermons, Bible in a year, and best of all, yours truly. Yeah, it's like I'm with the actual Jesus. And I know they're going to make a joke out of it, but that's what people do as they grow in more and more confidence. Like, I'm not saying this is the truth, but we are warned about false Christ. Like, if you're playing Jesus, there's a responsibility, especially if you're calling yourself a leader of the church. I'm not the actual Jesus. I just play him on TV. Oh, I know. I know you know. Our Father, who art in heaven. And so what's calming her right now is the rosary, which if you watch is largely a prayer to Mary. And once again, this is not built towards the poor and the destitute in the world. This is 60 bucks a year, right? And there's no free version. Like there's a free version for like a week or two and then you have to pay for it. Um, and, and clearly this is just like, oh, your kids are bothering you, you're stressed. Like I understand that, you know, and I do go to scripture for peace, um, but this is not that beloved. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be. Hallow can help you slow down and find peace, even on chaotic days, or as I like to call them, days. <laughs> Preach! Oh, I couldn't. I'm not prepared. Well, if you insist. <clears throat> Blessed are the... No, <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. Just a figure of speech. Oh, you, you put me on the spot. I mean, I, I actually know the whole thing. I'll listen tonight. It has a bill to it. That was just the first... <laughs> 
at night. Hallow has sleep meditations, night prayer, and Bible stories to help you close your day with God. Let the weight of the day fall away. Give your cares and worries over to God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall... Hmm. For Lent this year, instead of chocolate, give up worry and anxiety with a 30-day free... And so I want to finish up with just a, a few verses. You know, Jesus said to a, a massive gathering of followers, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. And he went on to give them teachings that they, they considered hard, hard teachings. And just later on in that chapter, many of disciples went back and walked with him no more. The very same crowds that praised him wanted to kill him, you know. And so... You know, we are warned about false teachers, and you have to make the judgment for yourself. But Second Peter warns us there were also false prophets among the people. He's talking about the, the Hebrews who came out of Egypt. Even as there will be, not might be, false teachers among you. It says they'll secretly bring in destructive heresies. Um, I have no hostility towards Dallas Jenkins. Brother, if you ever hear this, I love you. I'm so sorry you're caught up in this. However, you're responsible for it. And the Bible says people will bring in destructive heresies deceptively. Now, you've crowdfunded this with Christian money, but now you're seeing clearly uh, pushing Catholic false religion. And so, and it is done in a kind of secretive manner. Um, and so, you know, to claim that Mormons love the same Jesus, to partner yourself with Catholicism, um, you know, that is denying the Lord who bought you. And, and you bring on yourselves swift destruction, it says. Like, the Lord bought his bride, purchased his bride. His bride did not earn salvation. His bride is full of the few on the narrow road who did not work. Their, their wages were worthless to them. They did not work, but they believe on him, Jesus, who justifies the ungodly. Second Timothy goes on to say, the time will come when they will not endure sound teaching, sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they'll heap up for themselves teachers. They'll turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables and myths. And this is what I think is happening here. I think this is very dangerous for the true church. And I hope I've been as gentle as possible. Anyone who's watching this, if you watch The Chosen, you're completely free to do that. I'm not here to bind your conscience. I have no authority. I've only tried to stick to Scripture as best I can. Um, the Bible says we should be humble in correcting those who are in opposition if God perhaps will grant them repentance. And so liking The Chosen or enjoying the show, you're totally free to do that. Most of my problems are actually not with the show. It's with the leadership of it. And if I know the leadership's going in one way, I know the show will eventually go that way. And so, uh, you know, ultimately God grants repentance so that they may know the truth. And I believe that's speaking about people who don't know the true gospel, right? And so um, I love you all. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this video and I hope you